minutes, 11 o'clock, I crack shits, I start banging on the door, they can't even hear me, luckily it's open, I open it, I'm in my Fremantle Dockers pyjamas, like I've got my holes on, I'm like, hey, what the hell, I'm like, I've been banging for ages, I was like, what the hell, and they're like, somebody lock that door, I was like, you can lock the door, but just shut up, so so anyway, all these blind people, mate, were they just blind, what were they doing on a Monday night? This is this is where you find out why and what happened. So this is right, this is sorry. the skimpy part. Out of the corner of my eye, as I shut the door, this girl kind of darts in and like hides behind the bench and has a look. I don't think any. I'm like whatever. There's a chick there. I don't think anything of it. Next day at the pub, see the skimpy. I'm like, I was like, she looked. I was like, oh, she looked pretty familiar. She comes. Is she the hiding doors. behind the bar? Is <laughs> peeking no. out at you? <laughs> She's like, oh, you've been hell busy, heaps of privates. I was like, um, where was your show last night? And she's like, just around the corner. I was like, number eight, Mackay Street, wasn't it? And she's like, yep. And she's like, you were the guy at the door. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like correct. Uh, who so lives there? So it turns out they won the raffle. So you can have a raffle on it. I didn't know this. Monday nights, they rap, she raffles off a private bar. So she'll... Oh. So she was working the bar at the house. So the banging, so there's heaps of banging and chanting, and obviously that was her doing her little show for them. So like, what was the banging? <laughs> are, like, are we talking <laughs> banging? Or are we talking? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, not that. 
So yeah, I was like... <laughs> walked in on heaps of banging. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Swingers was on Friday, not Monday. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. So Monday night's lit at the local pub, is it? Well, no. So that's why everyone was coming to my door, like, with heaps of enthusiasm. Because obviously they've won the raffle. They're like, everyone come back to mine. Skimpy's coming back. with it. So they just pulled the pub back to this one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, wow. Right next door to you. That's pretty yeah. sweet. So that's my little... Um, that's pretty good Monday night. Did you have a beer with them after, at least? No, well, at, well, no because obviously it all... The, it all made sense after she said that's what I was like oh that that because yeah it was just very weird noises it wasn't like just random party noises talking. yeah, was, yeah right. that was some... but anyway you could talk. hear the boobs you could hear the boobs <laughs> mate that's what the problem was it's an unmistakable sound oh I felt um, bad I was like she's just trying to make some money you know she is there. too she's just trying to make a few quick singles mate we, <laughs> we feel her pain <laughs> As fellow, she's probably a Dockers fan, mate. Oh, well, yeah, she might love the pyjamas. As far as she didn't reel me in, went down there. <laughs> my, my theory was, I was like, if I go around in my pyjamas, no one's going to hit me. I was like, you're not going to hit someone in their pyjamas. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it's like 1am <laughs> on a Monday. I was like, this it's is probably pretty like, good. Barley's <laughs> can't hit me. It is. It's like, I don't know, it'd be like going over there with a walking stick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's that, go punch out. That was going to be my defense. I was like, "Oh, yeah, in my pajamas, you can't hit me." Where's my Where's my crutch? I'll bring my crutch along. Um, <laughs> yeah, very good. Exciting Monday. Yeah, you got any side stories you want to launch into before we get into any any of the things oh, we should? Anything too outrageous? What did I do last weekend? Can't well, remember. You to, well, you went to two games of footy. Went to two. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, we can that's talk about footy, that in footy, the game. Actually, footy bonanza for you up there. It was. So I went to the Dockers North, which down at Metricon, which was a, it was a lovely day. Um, and then backed it up, went with a mate who's a Demon supporter, backed it up going to the Demons GWS. So both had big victories. He wore Dockers Guernsey at my game. I wore a Demons jersey at his game. Very it was, similar um, teams and supporters, I reckon. It kind of blends yeah. in. Just Ish. basket cases, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was a good day. Um, good day. Gab is not a bad ground. I don't know how it's going to handle a grandy, but we'll wait and see. Remains to be seen, doesn't it? Yeah, um, time grandy. To jump into Cox the game, play. mate. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, Cox plate. Yeah, great part of that, mate. An absolute shellacking in the yeah, end. Yeah, wasn't it ever? Uh, I got the score here. Oh, do I? Five goals, five thirty-five. That sound right to you? Yep. <laughs> I've got three three thirty five written down, so that's not right because <laughs> that doesn't equal thirty five. Um, to fifteen nine ninety nine dinner for oh, nine. Should have got the could have racked up the ton, which would have been. Oh, nice. it was that that Walters had a shot on goal, and it went for a point, not a goal. Walters could have kicked four. That would have been lit. Man, it was a dismantling Melbourne um, from the get go. Just I thought we were just on running we high. Had, yeah. And they were they gave up pretty pretty early in the game. I thought, um, mate, getting done at the first. Yeah, yeah go on. No. no, first cab off the rank. We have to talk about is my boy Jesse Hogan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a day out. He finally got some extra baggage. I can't. Yeah, I know, mate. 
Luckily, he brought an extra suitcase, empty one, to take home with him. Or else Qantas would be charging him, mate. Yeah, there was a um, couple of bags getting around, but Jesse's obviously the most important, especially for you. Can't believe you didn't have four or more. Yeah, no. Well, I was like, oh, I'll be conservative and just put him for three plus, <laughs> paying $12 or whatever it was. He's making a late charge for your Coleman bet. Oh, yeah, I know. He is. <laughs> uh, he only has to score 40 goals this week to win. <laughs> Pretty sweet that Tabs has kicked 30 goals. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Very good showing. And, mate, the guy with the smallest arms walking around with a big bag. Yeah, oh, Schultzy, you mean. Schultzy, he's collecting himself a little three-goal bag. Yeah, he has too. Uh, he's been all right. He just continually does enough, hey? I think he's kicked 12 goals or something, which is pretty good. It's like nearly a goal a game, which not many Dockers do that. Do you bullies, exception. bullies Longmuir into letting him play? They're like, yeah, I'm going drop you, and he just looks at him hell angry. He's like, no, you're not. Can you imagine him and Matera having a conversation? <laughs> Standing at arm's length from each other, which is like face-to-face. <laughs> oh, man, it's weird. I don't know. We have these proper jockeys running around in our team all the time. We do. We've got the jockeys <laughs> at times. We've got the jockeys for Ballantyne and those guys. Um, mate. The second cab off the rank after our boy Jesse is Tobe, our boy Tobe Watson, mate. Um, he was really good, I yeah. thought. And I was, oh man, me and my mate were yelling out so much Tobe stuff, like because they can hear you. There was like three hundred people at the game, like they can hear you. I was yelling out, "We love you, Tobe," and heaps of chat about like how Tobe will be injured next week with sunburn. <laughs> it was pretty sunny. <laughs> He's very, very dockery um, backline player. Like he just fits the model. They just yeah. They he's on, like they went on a ranger Dion Woods. Oh, but no, he's pretty skillful. Takes a good clunk. Reads play. It's well. a good mark and a good kick. And yeah. he's been made to work really hard to get into the team. So when he comes in, he's like it's not a soft um, selection. Nah, it's kind of good we, about our team. Right? Go on, Ryan. Towed up, down back again. He'd yeah, easy. didn't he? He's just he's, every, he's uh, always there. All Australian. Yeah, and he's just yeah. He seems to read the play better than anyone. At the he moment. does. He's just always in the hole. He's always in the spot. Um, Cops are beating too. Oh, an absolute hammering. But yeah, you just yeah. you just constantly surprise, especially during that game. Just go. Go forward for him, and it's like Luke Ryan again. It's like Luke Ryan again, Luke Ryan again. It seems like the only time. So reliable. So reliable. He's getting to the Jeremy McGovern stage where it's just like, don't kick it near him. Yeah, he (laughs) is. Just go wherever he isn't. Except he's a cat's head, always gets up. Jeremy McGovern gets injured every four minutes. It's like, oh, my leg. (laughs) Oh, the John Daly of the AFL. Yeah, pretty much. Keg on legs. Having a dart. The best is be if he goes to the bench injured and just has a dart while he's there or something like that. Um, yeah. Mate, this is one I was pretty happy with. So I went and got a little haircut Saturday morning because I hadn't had one in a while. And I realised I'd had a fresh cut for Lockie Sluts. <laughs> fresh cuts for the sluts, mate. Lockie Sluts, that is. Not being sexist, just being getting around my boy Lockie. Um, but actually, that actually happened. I did get a haircut before the game. Hey, what style did you, did you take in a photo? You should have taken in a photo of Jesse Hogan. Like, Mate, yeah, like I should this. have too. 
please make me look like this. And I was wearing my Dockers again. No, I wasn't. Um, How good right. Acres be? Acres and Aish. Acres and Aish on the wings, mate. I think Acres had 500 and something metres gain and Aish had 470. Mm. So we got a kilometre out of those two on the wing. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> he got, what round did he get? Did he, he got dropped, didn't he? No, he got injured. Or maybe he got dropped. He got injured and then came back like without, with minimal preparation, I think. And then they reckon that now that he's fit, he's killing it again. So I think he's just, he's sort of like a Michael Barlow on a wing. Like he's quicker, but he's not going to be a surgeon with the ball, but he's an accumulator. Um, So he's good. I like him. Um, Yeah. And and it shows that those two can be pretty important when they get a run at it, but like they, they can go missing too. So, yeah. um, who else did I want to talk about? Oh, did you see that video where Fife took his hair out and like shook it, put some water on it, and shook it while he was on the bench? Yeah, and he looked pretty hot. <laughs> there was a woman in the crowd near us that went oh, <laughs> like real loud. <laughs> um, we were sitting near a dude. Um, who was you know to a Dockers fan? Yeah, go on. Nat Five, never seen a mirror he doesn't love. Yeah, exactly. Never seen a reflection he doesn't dig. Um, we were sitting there, a dude in the crowd, and we just started chatting. He's a Dockers fan, and he was saying how he lives in Dubai. He lived in Perth for a few years, and then moved to Dubai. He'd gone up to Cairns for work, and then the Dockers started playing there, so he stayed. He went to the Melbourne game as well, the Frio Melbourne game. Reckons they were in a coach's box. So sorry, they were in a uh, corporate box near the coach's box, but near the um, Melbourne one. Mm. And because they were being so like raucous, uh, they nearly got kicked out. The security guards came up and said they had to quieten down because they were right near the Melbourne coach's box. <laughs> this dude would have been like mid forties, maybe older, maybe early fifties. And then we were like, hey, mate, how good was it how Longmuir was standing up the whole game? Like, we thought, remember how he was standing up the whole Melbourne game? Yeah. So he reckons, he's like, yeah, as good as the story is that it was because he was so excited, it's because you couldn't see over the, like, where they were sitting. If you were sitting, you couldn't really see, like, the crowd right there. So you had to stand to be able to see over the crowd in front of the coach's box. I was like, oh, that's good inside knowledge. It sort of ruins the whole thing that he was really excited and that's why I stood. <laughs> he just stands in the corner. Yeah, I know. The corner's the best. Um, he looks like he's been naughty or he's just like real depressed. Uh, <laughs> oh, one other thing. When we went to the Melbourne GWS game, so Melbourne versus GWS at the Gabba, we saw like a Brisbane... Lions Guernsey, we saw a Collingwood scarf, we saw a Carlton scarf, and the best of the lot was, I think I sent Ducky photos of this, a chick wearing a beanie that was Sydney Swans colours, like red and white, that said Brisbane on it. (laughs) I was very confused. Um, But yeah, there's too many, a couple of frog marches that needed to happen. For those that don't know the rule, if you wear a team's colours that isn't playing in that game, you get frog marched out by security. <laughs> get them out. Um, what else did you think about the game, mate? Um, just very relaxing. It's probably the most relaxing Dockers game watched in a long time. 
starting to come to tuition on J-Lo and the boys are starting to kind of... It does look like far more skillful and just looking to possess the ball, the old, like, if we've got it, they don't, and mm. we'll just slowly pick them apart, keep taking the best option. Like, if it's there, take it, back yourself in to hit it. Um, yep. If it's inside, it's inside. If it's out wide, it's out wide. If you switch it, you switch it. But wherever it is, you take it, and you take it quickly, and that seems to be... But then also the execution at the end, like the last kick before the goal, was yeah, a lot, was, was the best I've seen. Like Michael Walters one to Jesse Hogan over the back was like prime yep. example. Like there was a Brayshaw one where he took a bounce and kicked it over to lob, like to advantage side to lob at yeah. top of the goal square. Yeah, it was really Just, good too. A bunch of yeah. them, yeah, 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 countless ones of them. Um, you know what I thought? Like spot on what you said about how we played a lot better. I think it was the first time the weather. And the conditions matched how we were playing. Yeah. <laughs> so rather than us changing our playing style to match the conditions, the the weather finally matched our like it was dry. The other team wasn't putting any pressure on, <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, sweet! This is pretty easy when we keep doing it and everything goes right for us." Yeah, and I think, a lot of a lot of quick gains in concession, and like Longmuir said, like backing up off short turnarounds, and it was a solid four quarters. Um, yeah, and we seem to be on for four quarters mentally and physically, which was super pleasing. Looks like the group wants to win and it's really hungry to play. Super well, look how much you can, look how much you can score when you don't have a goalless quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually score over eighty points. Do you reckon he's, he's sitting there like we need to optimize the quarters we do not score in? <laughs> yeah, we he's like, hmm, that much either. like it's sort of like when Happy Gilmore hits the hole in one and he's like, Oh, that was way easier than putting. It's like long ago's like, hmm, that was way easier than having goalless quarters. <laughs> Let's just try and score goals every quarter now. Like <laughs> Um I'm looking forward to next year. One more year, a few dry hopefully we play at Optus a bit more, but a few dry games at Optus with a home field advantage and a lot of crap like we're gonna We'll, we'll do well against some of those mid-range teams next year. Oh, well, let's go into... Since if we're going to do the... We don't want to predict win-losses for next year yet. <laughs> predict uh, 20, we, 20, the only, re- the only reason is because we don't know how many games there'll be next year. <laughs> but did you want to talk about... We've got some comments and questions from the listeners. Did you want to... Yeah, definitely. Let's go into those because there was a good one quite from... A few, uh, the number one ticket holder, you were just touching on it, but Leonie Turner, quite happy with the shit banter and punting tips, but how excited are you about prospects for next season? Yeah, quite. <laughs> um, let's have a look. Look, Leonie, thanks for helping us out by listening to our shit banter every week. Um, I'm quite excited. I think the only problem is now that other people are sort of noticing that Freo are on the improve. Like, eventually, the expectations have to come if you're going to be good. Like, you can't win a flag without anyone noticing you. But um, but I think it's really exciting that, not like, we're getting all this, no, like, um, credit for developing, and it's deserved for once. It's not just, like, random people going, oh, Freo, all right. It's, like... Like, wow, they're playing pretty well and they're getting runs mm. on the board and you're know, young kids and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're ticking all these boxes. Just need to sort out, like, the final connection with the forwards and we'll start scoring 80 points every game. We'll be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, multiple goal kickers and 
bags. That's a big bag that the boys are walking away from. A lot of a lot of positives for next year if everyone's still there. Um, and big opportunities for people like Chera, um, Brayshaw. Like, they could have some... If they put together, like, full seasons, I don't see why we can't have a few more All-Australians. Like, we've got some players that are going to be, one, good to watch, and two, could be very, very good AFL players, like, once-in-generation yeah, exactly. kind of players, which is probably the most exciting thing for me. Like, you're just looking forward to seeing what they can do, where they can take us, which I suppose we haven't had that um, for a while. For once, I feel like there isn't a glaring hole in our team that we're like, oh God, we need it. You know what I mean? Like, you know how yeah, we can exactly. like, oh, God, Absolutely. we need like, we need a tall somewhere or we need a ruck or we need a big, mi-. you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. oh, we're actually pretty sweet across the field. Like, obviously we're not, um, you know, at Cherry right just yet, but it's like, oh, we've got pretty good coverage all across the field. We had all these injuries in defense and still made it work this year. We'll get some of those yeah. guys back. Like, big time. It's um we've actually got more we've we've got currency at the moment rather than a big deficit. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing where they can take it, especially that midfield group like Sean Darcy. I think he's a, he ain't going to get any smaller. No, I think he'll probably get bigger. To be fair, in the off season, um, <laughs> Robert got- Forsyth sort of asked a question like this: Do we let one of our defenders go to bolster our scoring numbers? Um, so I sort of think he means, do we trade a defender, one of our many defenders, for an, another forward? Forgive me if that's not what you mean, Robert, but I sort of think that's what you mean. Um, who, so who would you, if you had to trade one of our defenders, any of them, who would you give up? Say it's Lowe. Ryan, Cox, um, Pierce, Hamling, I guess Hill and Wilson and all those guys are in there too. Tobe, can't trade Tobe. He's untouchable. No, probably... Griffin Logue, I'd pop up there. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think Cox, man. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I, trade Cox while he's high. I don't think you'll get... I think if you trade a Logue, I reckon you'll get a better return. I think. I don't think you'll get a big fish with Cox. I think they'll yeah. be like... The only way you could is if you convince them that it's Luke Ryan. Yeah, which might might work. They're like, I'm pretty sure there's this dude over there that's good. I haven't watched any Docs games. It's, to be honest, it's late, so I'm just going to accept whoever they give, a la Chris Main slash yeah, Mundy. Chris, <laughs> that main man. Like that we want that main guy. <laughs> you know, that midfielder that kicks goals after the siren. <laughs> what? So we... we I think with the Griffin logo... But who, who do you... Like, Ben Brown's... Parting ways with North Melbourne. Do you try yeah, to get Ben Brown? Yeah, we don't need him. Where's, who's no, going mean, to... I don't think we do, but there's there's question marks over whether Hogan will be there next year. Mm, yeah, question marks from Peanuts. I think Hogan will definitely be there next year. Yeah. Plus, I, he just kicked a bag, boy. <laughs> I, I yeah. I don't think I don't think it's the worst idea. Um, and I mean, you've got to make these. These are the things that. They can have massive, obviously, they have massive implications. You can, if you give up someone like that, it can it can change the fortunes of your club a great deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the worst idea, um, but we've seen what can happen with injuries and stuff like that. If we had traded a key defender this year, we would have been um, kicking ourselves. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I agree. I, Jack Dawes up for grabs. Yeah, oh, 
mean, imagine Mad Jack and Freddy. Mm, be lit. Yeah, that would be um, a combo. Uh, I don't know. I, if it was me and we had to trade one, I don't think we'd necessarily do need to do this, but I would trade Cox because I think he's probably got the lowest ceiling and is playing as close to that at the moment. So we're trading him at sort of the highest. Yeah. Um, and I don't quite trust him as much as I trust the other guys. In saying that, at least he's been able to play. Like, Logue keeps doing these injuries that last so long. Um, Pierce is the same. Hamling might not play again. So we might not. We might need to keep Cox, to be fair. <laughs> um, I don't know. And Cox would be my one. Um, all right. You want to read one? Yeah, we'll go with Ducky. Yeah, go for it. Who's been your most dis? I'll do a combo of Ducky and RCJ, but yep. we'll start off with Ducks one. Who's been the most disappointing um, player this year? Um, who do I reckon? It was like, come on, he'll be good, and then he wasn't. Um, I'm not so Hogan would be one that might people might say, but I'm not disappointed with him because he got his run. And had to work really hard, came in, worked really hard during games, just didn't kick a goal, and then he kicked four. So I'm actually relatively impressed that he's had to really work his way back into the team, into form. So I don't think he's disappointing. I'm going to say like a Brandon Batira, maybe. Yeah. Like, what's that guy been doing? Like, how, how is he not in the get, in the team? Do you know what I mean? Nom saying? Uh, who else is there? I was going to mention Banners. Oh uh, yeah, I I'm not disappointed by him. I think I expected that. Yeah, weren't surprised. <laughs> Whereas Matera, I thought could have actually played the Schultz role and kicked ten or fifteen goals this year, but has done sweet FA baby. I think during different parts of the season, there's been some disappointing parts. I think I don't think anyone's had like a super consistent kind of standout. There's been times where I've been quite disappointed in. I think Monday was at Hill's been quite disappointing for periods of At times, of time. yeah. Well, even Cher and Brayshaw for the first four or five uh, games were pretty disappointing. They were. Um, but, yeah, probably for me it's like this. But we got rid of Banfield. He hasn't played. What, did he even go over to the hub? Is he still alive? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he got murdered. Yeah, so he's not there anymore. Weber took him hostage. I'll probably go with, with Banners. But also, probably Lob, I think, has been... Oh, yeah, no. A little disappointed that... It's always shocking that you hear that Lobb is third in the AFL for contested marks. It's like, far yeah. out. All right, you're uh, a good contested mark, but sort your goal kicking out, bro. Yeah, the stutter and the goal kicking, um, and also how he doesn't... He, when he's in the in the ruck, I feel like he should run off more and use his agility. Like, he should get around the ground better and be more dominant in that way. Yeah. Like, I'm yep. not... I really, I don't, I haven't seen him. Play, I haven't seen him live. And you might, but I feel like he should, he should be better in the given his agility and, and how how well he moves and how good he is in the mark and stuff like. Like he should drag his opponent around the ground. In yeah, my opinion, I agree. Um, yeah, that's fair. All right, who's next? Rosie, well, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's been your most dockery docker? Oh, Schultz, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Schultz and Tabs, close second. Um, tabs uh, playing a really good year, but at the same stage, there's still so many Tabs moments where you're like, oh, God, Tabs, what are you doing? Like the Eagles game when he bloody thumped. 
Mate, there's so many moments this year where Tabs has just been back to old Tabs, as well as being good Tabs. Like, best and worst player on the ground. Probably, um, if you took Tobes, Tobes probably, like... Tobes? Yeah, he's just so dockery. There's going to be... And as he matures a bit, I reckon he's going to have long red hair. I think I hope so. He'll get a bit more quirky. I, 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 I hope I, he We yelled out to him. As, as they... Well, yeah, the glass. When he was walking off with the team, we were like, we love you, Tobe. And he looked up and gave us a little clap. I, I, he was sort of looking at us like, I don't know if those guys are taking the piss or whether they actually like me. And you know what, Tobe? It was a little of both, but I really do think you played a good game. I think he's, yeah, he's probably... What about the most Dockery Docker game of the year? The Carlton it's, game? Yeah, Carlton, for sure. <laughs> Two years in a row, how, we've done it. Oh, yeah, mate. We, we Carlton... And, Carlton must be like, sweet, we're playing the Dockers. Doesn't matter how bad we are travelling, we're probably going to beat the Dockers. <sighs> Half the time, they don't even send their good players over. They just rest them. They're like, oh, Paddy Cripps, yeah, yeah, nah, we won't take you over. Oh, yeah, did they, was that this because year? Like, they beat us with that no was last year. That was Cripps last year. And, Mate, um, who was it that it was last year we lost them without Cripps and Charlie Kerno hurt himself or something like that? Yeah. Who was, and it's, it's the other Kerno that always gets like 40 touches against us. It's like, how is Kerno playing well? Oh, yeah. mate. Oh, the Doc, Dockers. Yeah, What about very the Dockery good. Docker passage of, passage of play of the year? Uh, probably that last Carlton one, where Tabs punches it out of bounds on the out of bounds deliberately, then doesn't man the mark, and then they run forward. The kick... <laughs> The guy gets bumped by Brayshaw downfield. They put the mark 15 metres closer than it should have and give it to the wrong player who then slots this outrageous goal to lose the game. Like That is just so many dockery Swiss cheese holes that that had to go through to make us lose. That is, yeah, borderline uncoachable. Um, what else? The most dockery play passage of play was also that Tabs getting the mark in the goal square against the Eagles, playing on super slowly and getting smothered. <laughs> and that will be the Dockery Docker miss and or goal of the year. That will go down in history. That's almost all-time great. Was it against Brisbane where Tabs marked it on the line and then um, the guy on par was like, I think it's a mark, but I'll just check if it wasn't over the line yet. And the umpire was like, mate, I didn't pay the mark. Goldpie's like, what? <laughs> remember, we lost by a goal? I don't remember that one. Oh, that was early doors, mate. That was when we were hating on Margetts. That was up. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah tabs is, any goal Tabs is involved in is going to be heading towards a docker. Mate, docker. Tabs could, could have like 35 goals, 40 goals, if uh, he didn't give away the Tabs goals, basically, where he yeah. just like having a shot on goal and kicks it directly like... At right angles to the, to I the goals. Think we just need. I think we just need the earplug in his. We just need, ah. What are you doing? Tabs. Tabs. Stop it. Stop it. We need that. I don't reckon we need an earplug. I reckon we need one of those dog collars where it zaps him. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and he's like, oh god. Full, he needs his own personal runner. Yeah. He just stands near. He's like, don't you dare. Hmm. Maybe what we need to do is have a forward role where their role is to like sort tabs out. Like Schultz should be there, uh, like no tabs, <laughs> but it needs to be like a smart footy player, I guess. Last one, Mr. Sheehan, Tim Tanzani. Sheehan, Sheehan on it. 
Um, is Mark Shooter McGowan the greatest Dockers supporter we've seen? Old mate locked down the borders, tanked his grand final pitch so the Weagles wouldn't be able to play a home granny. As much as I'd love to watch them lose at Hopter Stadium, I can't fault McGowan for sticking it to the Chardonnay sipping three-quarter time leaving dickheads. Well said. Give mate, it a been, I'm, I've never been happier to not have a WA grand final. They just like would have... Oh, I wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't have liked it at all. Even with McGovern out, and even if JK goes out, I still reckon the Eagles would win at home. Yeah. Be like a few of those free kicks, just like, oh, yeah, free kick, and 50 to the top of the goal square goal. You know what I find? Like, it's been, whatever, they made the season happen, they did it all. If Victoria was in the state that WA is in right now, Victoria would have... A lockdown AFL season for the whole 22 rounds, and they would make every team go there and just quarantine and hub yeah. in Victoria, not leave. Yeah. Like, it would be like, no, nah, that's, like, yeah, that's yeah, sweet. it. Yeah, sweet. We've got heaps of ovals, com- and we're here, so. <laughs> wouldn't even be a conversation. It wouldn't even no. be like, oh, WA teams miss their families. Oh, it's, they'd just be like, what do you mean? You're playing AFL. Like, you're in Victoria and you're playing footy. What's up? What's wrong? What are you doing? Mm. You're in the home of footy. You're home already. <laughs> <laughs> it would be completely. It would have. It would have been a shock, and I'm glad Victoria got that. No. Well, on that Victoria. note, I was having a chat with that guy I went to the footy with, who's from Victoria, uh, the Demons fan, and we were talking about Vic bias because there was that post that came up, and it was like Brisbane Lions have played eighty percent at their home in their home state or whatever. Um, this year, and then last year, a normal season, Collingwood played 80% in their home state. Now, like, it's taken a pandemic for Victoria to realise what they get every year and take for granted. Um, And we brought that up and we sent it to this guy because we always tell him about Vic bias. Um, And I was like, mate, and he's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, there's 10 Victorian teams. You can't have them leaving, like, every second week. It's just there's not enough other teams to play. And I was like... I think Ducks made this call before as well. Make Vic teams every second week, go to the airport, pack their bags, go up in a plane, fly around Melbourne for three hours, land at the Melbourne airport, go to a hotel, and that's where they play the game from. And then and they'll be like, what? That sounds bad. It's like, yeah, that's what Freo and Eagles do every week, mate. <laughs> no, nah, make them do it. I don't know why, yeah, oh, it's... it's... It's constant. It'll be forever. I mean, there's a good part. Of, it does it does bring a bit of culture and stuff. It's pretty good to march over to Victoria and um, win. I'm happy with the grand final being there. I'm happy with the grand final being there. I think it's always going to be there. But I think just acknowledging the advantage would be enough. It's like, yeah, we get to play the grand final regardless at our home field, like Richmond and Collingwood stuff. Yeah. And then if they just said that, we'd be like, yeah, you do. Sweet. Thank you for acknowledging. <laughs> Yeah, you prick. <laughs> now well, get up in that plane and fly around Melbourne for a few hours. <laughs> you can actually get... They've got a Dreamliner now that leaves from Sydney, lands at Sydney, travels up the coast, goes to North Isn't Territory. that the, the flight to nowhere? Like, yep. it just flies you around for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something I forgot to mention before when we were talking about 2021. So there was that Mickey Barlow article where he drew oh, parallels yeah. to 2012 Dockers, new coach, clicked in the second half of the year. We had made finals that year and won a final, actually. 
We were there, mate. That was when you won six and a half grand, actually, yeah. that weekend. That uh, versus good. Geelong, Pav kick six. Um, but yeah, but really what I took from that was uh, Mickey Barlow reckons it's uh, grand final for Dockers in 2021, baby. <laughs> Book the bus. Book the bus. <laughs> he's a Docker, isn't he? He loves the Dockers. Yeah, he, he's a very Dockery player. Yeah. Like a good player. But like lots of weaknesses in his game at the same time, <laughs> like slow, um, not that skillful, all those sort of things. <sighs> Mate, do you want to have a punt? Yeah. Well, what what have we got left of the round? Well, we've only lost two games. Um, last week, I actually had a win last week. Tip the D's at two fifteen. You got around right. the Suns at three forty five versus the Pies, who unfortunately did not win. I actually had money on the D's, like, while I was there. It's pretty good to get a little sneaky win, baby. Well, I think the D's, they'll... Oh, I'm a bit worried about them. I'm going Freo, mate. 286. Jumping the gun. Yeah, that's the obvious one. Well, yeah, do you reckon the D's for, to I beat... Essendon. Yeah, I think Essendon. Essendon to, Essendon to beat... Essendon were insipid. What are they paying? Um, like two three bucks, two sixty. Okay, cool. But I also Mate. wouldn't be surprised if Collingwood gets up against Port Adelaide. Still waiting. I think Port Collingwood will win too. Them. Yeah, they yeah. will. You watch. The problem the is though, if they win the first final, they get two finals at home, like in Adelaide, and then could make a grand final. <laughs> so Port yeah. might have done enough, even though I don't trust them. And all they're no, going to need is in one of those finals is Charlie Dixon to kick four or five, which he's very capable of doing. And they'll win. Port may be a sneaky, yeah. yeah. As stupid as this sounds, Port are the top team, but they are a sneaky to win. <laughs> no one expects them to win from now. Everyone's like, oh, Richmond will win and blah, blah, blah. Um, Richmond and Geelong. But it's like the top team, Port, have done enough to possibly sway the odds in their favour to get two home finals and then play in Brisbane for the Grandy. If they, they just have to win three more games, yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, what about our boys? you want to look at the Dockers versus the Bulldogs? I do. I don't think the teams are out yet, are they? No. Um, but there's probably not going to be any changes. I don't, like, I, do you, would you bring Logue in this week? <laughs> like, I'd almost like him to play one game so then he's, like, you know, like, recovered, if that makes yeah. sense. He's played that game. He's, he's made his return and then he can... Like, just go to the off-season. But, yeah, I think it'd be such a dockery thing for him to get injured. Come back and do an ACL. Yeah. Which is always uh, a chance. Oh, mate. Um, very dockery thing for us to play him and him to get injured in, in a dead rubber. Um, playing in Cairns. At the Kazali Stadium. Yeah, up there. Um, it's going to be game on. Oh, mate. Bulldogs. Bulldogs need this, don't they? Secure well, it final. Position. I think the Bulldogs. So, the Bulldogs will know by the time they play us because we're the last game whether they've made finals or not, regardless of the result. So, hopefully, what happens is like one of these other games results and and knocks them into the finals. Like I think it's just going to be the D's game. So Saints won. So Giants yeah, so can't make finals. Melbourne, Melbourne so are on 32 points. Yeah. They play Essendon. So if they win early, their game starts in three hours. So if they win, 
it's going to be game on, Bulldogs. Then, right then dogs need to win, yeah. But this, a lot of people have been saying Duff and quarters and whatnot. Like, you wouldn't want to be playing the Dockers at the moment, no. um, particularly in a game that matters this much. Like, um, they'd be, if, if D's win, which they should, um, and Dogs are like, wow, we really need to win this game, you watch the pressure, like, gauge ramp up. Because Freya will be like, mate, we're not, go- we're not going anywhere. Like, we're happy to just crash in and ruin the, ruin the party. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so who knows? Um, the other thing is, it's going to be that dewy, you know, it's going to be 6.10pm local time when they start up there where it's going to be a bit dewy. I think there's a 30% chance of rain. Dogs like to overuse the hand pass probably more than Frio do. Like, it could be one of those, it could turn into a very free-flowing, skillful game, but more likely it'll turn into a, like, <laughs> turnover city. Yeah, slug. And Cat 10 paradise. Yeah, basically. Cat 10 Cyclone coming into Cairns, mate. Super exciting um, challenge at the end of the season for us. Really excited yeah, to work. Yeah. I mean, it's better than better than finishing the season playing north or getting belted by someone at the top. Like, yeah. massive challenge against a team that's looking... But this is this is similar. We've had a few games like this where it's like, well, these are the teams around us. Are we better than them or are we not? Like, is this yeah. where, where, where are we at? It's a massive test. And I think that's why I reckon it's going to be red hot crappy game. Because long way I was looking and well... Are we are we a top eight team? Like you tell, this is it. This is this is who you got to be to be to yeah. be in it. This is Big this time. is us. Like you want to call yourselves a quality team. You want to be a quality team. It's, and we can finish tenth on the ladder above GWS, which I think is a tremendous result for the, yeah. for the year. Um, Agreed. Very close to playing finals. Well, if we have a look at it, so the top five teams: Port, Brisbane, Eagles, Richmond, Geelong. Besides. Brisbane, we all got comprehensively beaten by the other teams. Uh, Brisbane only beat us by a goal. Uh, six on the ladder is St Kilda, beat them. Seventh on the ladder is Collingwood, beat them, albeit in, like, you know, they had injuries and they were in Perth and in a half and whatever. Eighth is Dogs, we played them this week. Ninth is Melbourne, we beat them. Tenth is GWS, we got done by them. Twelfth is Carlton, we got beaten by them. Thirteenth is Essendon, beaten by them. 14th is the Suns. We got beaten by that. So, and then we beat the bottom four teams, Sydney Hawks, North and Adelaide. So basically, we've beaten the three or four teams above us and we've lost the three or four teams below us in this middle log jam. It doesn't make any sense, but um, I think, it's a, like you say, it's a good test of those teams around us to know where we sit. Um, because next year, if we knock off a few more of those teams, we are sitting in eighth. Yeah, Slash the bus. top four. <laughs> Undefeated flag next year, I reckon. <laughs> Probably. Um, very good, mate. Well, look, I honestly think this could be a game within two goals either way. And I honestly think the dogs show that they can stuff up in front of goals. They can, you know, 10 years hard labor just as well as we can. And it could be a perfect storm for Freya to win. Yeah, I I think doggies will get up just, um, but ho- hopefully we um, show up to the contest and we're there for four quarters. That's what yeah. I, like I think they've got too much on the line, and they're probably they're they're a quality team when they're on. Like if doggies are on and they're and they're they're running hot, um, yeah, with bonds and stuff. Think. I think yeah, I think they maybe just just little get Caleb us. Daniel. Yeah, little Caleb. Um, I think they just get us in the end with too much on the line. But yeah. it's it, 
would not be surprised if we, you know, as long as we got a little. Yeah, as long as like, as long as I can text you the nose emoji, mate, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I may not seem happy, but I, in retrospect, will be happy if we get a sniff. Mate, very right, good. Right. On that note, we'll, we'll wrap it up next next week. Well, we'll probably. Yeah, that'll be it for another season. I we'll have a little see. See what we're up to next week, mate. Maybe we'll have a little catch up, talk about the finals. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Keep well, and hopefully we get the we get the win. Enjoy, enjoy the Dockers Sunday night. See ya. <laughs>